I'm Theo. And I'm Juliet. And this is Apologies Accepted. We offer an entertaining look at some of the big issues in history by examining public apologies of the famous and infamous. We're looking at politicians, serial killers, actors, and you. Send us a public apology you would like to make, and we'll read it on the air and give you a chance to redeem yourself or just get some guilt off your shoulders. We're here for you. Once a week, maybe more if you're really, really sorry. The, the podcast. podcast, and I'm not Theo, and I am Juliet, and I am hogging all the job interviews to myself, and <laughs> nobody in America gets to interview with the job because I have so many of them. You're stealing my bacon this uh, this oh. week, so I was going to talk about my job interviews. So I do have some job interviews. Thank you for bringing it up. Um, thank you for queuing me up. Um, I am uh, between jobs right now. The company that I worked for got bought by another company, and I decided not to go to work for that company. So um, everybody got laid off in, in the department that I'm in. So uh, so I'm looking for work. Uh, I have a couple of job interviews this week, so I'm looking forward to that. And there was a Christmas party that I went to for one of the companies uh, that I'm interviewing at last week, which is, uh, and I went to the Christmas party, which is notable because I generally do not go to Christmas parties or parties at all. I'm, I'm the opposite of a social butterfly, which would be what, a social worm? I, a social I, caterpillar? A social caterpillar, maybe? Yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> I like to huddle up in my cocoon at home and sleep through, sleep starting at, you know, eight or nine o'clock at night and then uh, wake up as late in the next morning as my dog will let me get away with it. So I did go to a Christmas party and it was fun. It was small and and I didn't know, I I, I managed to get a ride from the one person I knew who was going. So that was, um, I think, I think, Theo, you gave me that idea, whether you intentionally gave me that idea or not. Um, I did think of someone I knew who was going and got to go with them. And, and so then I had somebody to talk to. But I also, um, what's the word? Mingled with other people. So <laughs> I, I actually ran into somebody that I had worked with in the past. And, and I saw a guy that I knew from the company that was holding the party. And I met the owner of the company and some other people from the company. And it was just, you know, it was pleasant. It was a pleasant Christmas party. I didn't get drunk. I didn't even drink. I had cranberry and soda. So I kept my wits about me. Smart. And I didn't embarrass myself at this party for the company that I want to work for. <laughs> Smart, but also boring for the podcast. You should have gotten really drunk and then been in your bra and panties in the middle I of the really bar myself yeah. in the middle of everyone and never been employable again but but no so how about you what's your bacon this week my bacon this week is um not a lot uh yeah. we've been doing a lot of christmas stuff and i put the tree up real yeah. early and i've learned not to do that because now i just keep adding to it and adding things oh around gosh. the house and that so that sounds so fun yeah it does it is fun but it's also <laughs> expensive it's like you're going to have to take it down at the, at in january though which is the worst thing in the world it and that too and the more i add the more i have to take down so lesson send learned me pictures. for next year i want to see I will. I will totally send you pictures. Okay, and if cool. we were doing this right, I would also be putting those on Instagram, but I'm not because <laughs> um, social media, huh, no, thank you. Yeah. Um, and let's see. Yeah, I'll say like, that's really it. It's just a bunch of holiday stuff. Um, we are going to Scotland for Christmas. Hooray. Yeah. And that means that I will be gone for two weeks. So uh, we will relaunch some encore episodes and uh they will be holiday themed 
So, Yay. Hurrah. We were going to do a holiday-themed one this week, but I couldn't find any holiday-themed apologies. Uh, there were some that we'd already done, of course, but I didn't want to redo them. This one actually is holiday-themed, sort oh, of. Is? Right? Yes. Because okay. the gift that we're giving is, uh, <laughs> I don't know, free speech. Right? Ourselves. That's That is what we're giving. Um, this, uh, th- well, let's just jump into the episode, because I got nothing right. other than Christmas, 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 and th- trying to make a segue there into the topic and there's not one because it's not really but then yeah christmas <laughs> yeah so let's talk about it um fab fit fun is our apologizer this week um and they are a beauty fitness and fun subscription box service and what they do of course is they send people boxes of crap every quarter for about 60 dollars per shipment i looked into it to see how much it was and it actually looks like it's kind of a good deal because um you get some you get some nice stuff and for 60 bucks you get a lot of stuff so it seems like it's fine they are not um advertisers by the way and uh it seems even though they're not advertisers i will say uh if you're interested in a subscription box what the hell so what they did to apologize for was they posted an ad last month on Twitter, which is, of course, now called X, saying, Happy Holidays! FabFitFun is pledging an additional $100,000 of X advertising in support of its free speech ideals. And to all of you looking for a perfect gift this holiday, we're giving a free $300 plus gift with your first box for new annual X users. Use code GOFUCKYOURSELF. So clever. As you can imagine, um, people weren't really happy with that Go Fuck Yourself code. Um, The code, of course, referred to some comments that were made by Elon Musk in November just before the post was made by FabFitFun. And if you don't know who Elon Musk is, I I don't know how you've managed to make it this far in life, but he is a well-known entrepreneur. Uh, He's involved in things like Tesla, SpaceX, Neuralink, and The Boring Company. He's often recognized for his ambitious goals and his contributions to the electric car and space exploration industries. And opinions about him vary, since he's a controversial figure with a strong presence in the business and technology communities. And he's an asshole. He's a giant asshole. I love how diplomatic you were uh, there. I asked ChatGBT to write that paragraph for me. Because <laughs> I couldn't write a paragraph that wasn't like, this asshole. This motherfucker is so vile. ChatGPT, please help me. Yes. Good for you. Um, but the funny thing is, and I guess I can insert this here. Um, he is working on his own AI uh, to compete with ChatGPT, of course, and it's called Grok, which is stupid as hell. But anyway. Um, oh, so for the gun? Of, no, Grok, G-R-O-K, which oh. is a term that I think Kurt Vonnegut came up with. Was it Kurt Vonnegut or was it Phil K. Dick? I don't know. Brent will tell me when he's listening to this. Um, but it, And it means understand. It's just a term that means understand. Uh, but it's, it's made up in the science fiction community. So anyway, um, what was I saying? Oh, uh, Elon Musk, and, and then I derailed you by saying how oh, diplomatic yeah, you were. He's coming up with his own AI, and his AI called Grok uh, has actually turned against him, and it came out with, I don't know if somebody asked asked it to write this thing, but it, it came out with this, like like you, you were just describing, like, that motherfucker who's useless and, and an asshole, it came out with a, a screed against him. So that was funny. Uh, I... I need to know more. I will be Googling so much Google of that. that. Thank Absolutely. you. Thank you, world. <laughs> Give me something to look up today. <laughs> um, so anyway, the particular incident that we're going to discuss today, um, of course, there have been a lot with Musk. Uh, this one started when an ex-user made a tweet calling for an end to anti-Semitism, and another ex-user posted in response that Jewish communities had been pushing hatred against whites. He said that Western, well, I'm assuming that's a he, but that's not a very 
big leap to make. It's probably a he. I'd say for assumption. And we'll use the gender rules where we always go with the male pronoun. Uh Uh-huh. Because men are the important gender. Sort of anonymous. Yeah, exactly. Well, women, the most important part of that that word is the M-E-N part of it. What? Well, the word women is comprised of the word men. Yes, you didn't know that, but I just explained it to you. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out to me. You're welcome. So anyway, this user said that Western Jewish people had been supporting, quote, hordes of minorities flooding their countries and who had now come to the disturbing realization that those minorities didn't like them too much. And Musk replied to that, you have said the actual truth. So Jewish what a piece of shit. Sorry, I just have to. He's unbearable. I can't stand looking at him. Anyway, Jewish groups have compared the statement that Mr. Musk endorsed to the great replacement theory, which is the far right idea that minorities are replacing white European populations. Um, A uh, person from the American Jewish Committee, which is a U.S. based Israel advocacy group, wrote in X, uh, quote, it is the deadliest anti-Semitic conspiracy theory in modern U.S. history to amplify it on X is incredibly dangerous. And uh, a little bit later, Musk took digs at the Anti-Defamation League, which is a group that he threatened to sue in September after it reported a rise in hate speech on X since his takeover of X. He said on X, quote, at the risk of being repetitive, I am deeply offended by ADL's messaging and any other groups who push de facto anti-white racism or anti-Asian racism or racism of any kind. I'm sick of it. Stop now. Jerk. Um unbearable, like I said. Um, And his anti-Semitic posts have led to large numbers of companies pulling their advertising from X, including Walmart, IBM, Apple, Lionsgate, Airbnb, Uber, Jack in the Box, Coca-Cola, and Netflix. So some big names there. Um, I think Microsoft, some of Microsoft's subordinates, subordinates? What do you call those? Subsidiaries. But I love love subordinates. (laughs) Microsoft and Google subsidiaries have pulled their advertising from X as well. Um, but back to the Fab Fit Fun promotion. When Musk was questioned about his recent ex post during an interview for the New York Times Deal Book Summit, he replied, If somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob, if you're in the audience, that's how I feel, he continued, referencing Disney CEO Bob Iger, who had spoken earlier at the same event. Uh, Musk has also targeted Paris Hilton after her company pulled the ads for cookware from X, saying in another X post, her ad campaign wasn't super convincing, TBH. I don't think Paris cooks a lot. I wonder if he cooks a lot. The decision of multiple companies to pull ads from X follows not just Musk's original anti-Semitic tweet, but also a report from the nonprofit Media Matters that showed that their ads were being placed next to white supremacist and anti-Semitic content. And Musk has, of course, filed a defamation lawsuit over that report as well. So the New York Times reported that X could lose up to $75 million from the advertiser exodus. These advertising withdrawals are happening during the strongest quarter of the year for X because companies traditionally advertise more for the holidays. I'd never even thought about that. Yep. Um, And X makes about 90% of its revenue from advertising. And due to Musk's behavior, over the year, ad revenue has been down about 60%. So good. Uh, and then I have the apology, which we can discuss, but I think you might have something to contribute for us. I do. Something else to contribute. Yeah. And so the story, um, there are so many pieces like, oh, what's anti-Semitism? <laughs> oh, Elon Musk. I mean, we've covered him before. And, and sadly, we have also covered anti-Semitism before because mm-hmm. people, people say these things and then get called out and then apologize. 
Yep. And so um, f- what was it that made the story like intriguing? And it's the concept of free speech. So, oh. Juliet, allow me to yes. introduce you to free speech. Okay. Yes. In the history of free speech in America and how it's been oh, shaped by free speech. litigation. Well, shut up. all right so um other countries in the world also have concepts of free speech that are written into their own constitutions um but we're going to speak specifically and only about america in freedom of speech so america Mm -hmm. was founded during the age of enlightenment and one of the tenets of the uh enlightenment era was the free exchange of ideas One of the ideas kicking around in the uh, colonies at the time was that the absolute power of monarchy was wrong and that no government should have absolute power over its people. Mm -hmm. So as colonists discussed this idea and they discussed it in the press and on the streets and with their friends and family back in England, the government of King George III started quashing rebellion by throwing people in jail for speech against the king. Uh, That was the easiest and most direct way to quell dissenting opinion. Printers in particular were easy targets as the proof of their speech or the support of the speech slash idea was printed in the pamphlets that they published. Um, So the founding fathers made certain to enshrine the Enlightenment idea of free speech in the founding principles of our government in the Bill of Rights, which um, appears in the First Amendment to the Constitution. And... It reads, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. The idea that Congress will make no law abridging the freedom of speech is absolute. There are no qualifiers There's no if this or under these certain circumstances, right? Mm -hmm. The concept of the freedom of speech may have found its way into the written constitution anyway because of the Enlightenment, but it may not have had such a broad application or been so undefined, if you will, um, if not for England's practice of jailing people for speech against the crown. The Founding Fathers believe that if you're free to speak your mind without fear of being jailed, killed, or beaten by mobs, you're going to introduce new ideas to the marketplace of ideas and allow for the continual exchange of ideas. And why is that important? Because um, during an exchange of ideas, things can start off ugly, but over time, circumstances will improve through the very act of the exchange of ideas, right? Mm. So... Kind of convoluted there, but really, if you're free to say what you think, everybody else is also, and then the best ideas bubble up to the top, right? But it doesn't happen immediately. It happens over time. And given the situation that the world is in now, or America is in now, with Trump coming back, and Elon Musk, and the Nazis appearing, and all that nonsense, it can feel very dark and it can feel kind of depressing. But um, this this research actually showed me that um, I don't need to worry. It's important to worry. It's important to be aware. But ultimately, things always just only ever get better. The end. <laughs> all right. Oh, that's 
good to hear. Yeah, it's good to say. Um, okay, so so that's sort of why the uh, the concept of uh, free speech was written into the Constitution. Our our founding government had direct experience with a government that did not allow for the free exchange of ideas. Um, Later, the concept of freedom of speech becomes better defined. It gets shaped and expanded over time, thanks to lawsuits. Um, The courts have expanded the definition of speech. Uh, Speech can be printed slogans. It can be symbolic acts like flag burning, or it could even be not speaking, not speech, Mm -hmm. like not saying the Pledge of Allegiance. Mm -hmm. Um, A classic example to this is kids not saying the Pledge of Allegiance in school but um, up until World War II, saying the pledge was compulsory. You had to. You legally had to say the Pledge of Allegiance if you were a child. Or, I guess, if you were anybody. Um, freedom of speech is freedom of expression, which does include non-participation in expression. So we hmm. could say, like, taking a knee during the Super Bowl when the national anthem plays. You know, the form right. of expression is putting your hand over your Protected. heart. But... You don't have to do that. Um, freedom of speech has nothing to do with anything that you find offensive, and the government has protected the right of offensive speech over the years. And we can look at pornography, obscenity, and misinformation in particular. Um, so up until the 1960s, there were laws in the books in the U.S. that said, you cannot speak ill of groups. And they listed specific groups. For instance, you could not speak ill of Jewish people. Hmm. Hate speech was not protected speech, and the laws around hate speech were known as group liable. So what happened and why now can Nazis say whatever they want on X? Thanks, Elon. Um, Well, so what changed was the civil rights movement, and this feels very counterintuitive, but uh, it also does make a certain sense under the law. So Dr. Martin Luther King was targeted by white Southern politicians and lawmakers for stirring up racial dissent against white people who were a group of people. And so Uh they started to use these group liable laws against Dr. King and other civil rights leaders. Um, Whites turned themselves into a protected class under group liable law and their lawsuits were struck down under freedom of speech. Therefore, legally hate speech became protected speech. Um, This differs from Europe, where hate speech is more clearly defined and illegal. For instance, in Europe, you can't deny the Holocaust, um, Mm -hmm. or you can't say things about specific groups of people. The difference between Europe and the U.S., other than the cheese, is ha, 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 (laughs) thank you. Thank you for that. Um, Europe has a recent experience with governments making statements about groups of people to tell... (laughs) Cannot say this word to tell to those the authoritarian governments <laughs> totalitarian. Oh my God! Um, governments make hateful statements against groups of people as a means of stirring up public dissent against a particular group, right? And we can look just point back to Nazi Germany for this, right? Yeah. It all tracks. It all makes sense. So the Nazis came out and said things about Jews, right? They started off talking about um, a group of people and stirring up public opinion and turning it negative, right? And what they were doing was readying the country for the removal of the people. Um, 
So if you believe that a group of people are raping, taping, raping others, taking your jobs, yeah. bringing in drugs, stealing your livelihood, then mm-hmm. it's easier to watch those people be removed from society. Mm-hmm. Um, so looking back to the United States, uh, we'll start looking at some of the laws that uh, have shaped freedom of speech in the U.S. In 1919, we had um, Schenck v. United States, right? Mm-hmm. So Charles Schenck was arrested for distributing a pamphlet that said that the draft was not lawful and that men should disregard their draft notices and not participate in the war, right? So pre-World War I, just, just pre, or actually we were just entering it, I don't know, 1919, whatever was happening then, right? I guess it was the draft. Um, so the courts declared that Schenck's speech was espionage and the case went all the way to the Supreme Court and uh, Justifer, Justifer, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Justifer. And your name. Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes' opinion, uh, his legal opinion, was that uh, Schink's words created a clear and present danger that they will bring about substantive evils Congress has a right to protect against. Right? So, um, One of the examples that Holmes used to support his opinion is that you can't yell fire in a crowded theater as that creates a danger of stampede and harm. In other words, the public good outweighs the individual's right to yell fire. Um, A year later, a mere year later, um, Holmes got to eat those words Hmm. when his clear and present danger reasoning uh, turned against its intended use. A group of anarchists were uh, just kind of generally advocating for the overthrow of the government. And they weren't saying, let's all meet on January 6th and go down to Congress and bring Mm -hmm. our guns. Right. Mm -hmm. They were saying things like, hey, it kind of sucks right now. And let's throw the bums out because it's how they spoke in the 20s. Um, (laughs) The anarchists were convicted. The anarchists, sorry, were convicted using Holmes' legal reasoning of clear and present danger. Mm. So Holmes wrote what's known legally now as the Great Dissent, where he dissented against his own opinion. He said, clear and present danger means it's clearly being planned. It's about to happen. And it's going to happen because this person said this statement. Mm-hmm. So uh, to maybe perhaps more better define it, the advocacy for violence has to be directed to inciting or producing imminent lawless action. And then it has to be likely to incite or produce such action. Mm-hmm. Um, it can't be vague or indefinable like, hey, we should all get together and just like tear down the government. Mm-hmm. So um, in the 1960s, a random hippie. I don't know the guy's mm-hmm. name, was arrested mm-hmm. for entering a courthouse wearing a jacket that said, fuck the draft. Mm-hmm. The courts eventually ruled that this was protected speech and that you don't have to look at the jacket. You oh. have the option to look away. Oh. You don't have to take the pamphlet that's handed to you. You don't have to rent the movie. You can change a channel on TV. Right. You don't have to listen to the song. You don't have to read the fucking book, everybody. Right. Um, So not receiving some speech that you find offensive, having the ability to not receive the message becomes a part of the test of, is this free speech? Um, Looking at Miller v. California in 1973, 
the Supreme Court heard a case involving the owner of an adult bookstore who mailed out flyers randomly to people's homes advertising his store. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> I mean, it is marketing. Um, and uh, the court ruled against him, the idea being that children could be exposed to the materials and therefore Miller's freedom of speech was not absolute. In Miller, the court importantly did not rule on what was obscene, um, which still this idea of obscenity and pornography still kind of bumps up against in a sexy way. Uh, Mm -hmm. freedom of speech laws. Uh, What Miller v. California did, however, was develop a three-pronged test of what is obscene. So these are the three prongs. If the average person using contemporary community standards can look at something and and, and judge that this arouses purient interest, mispronounce Mm -hmm. that, Um, prong two is this patently offensive sexual content Pretty subjective, but there you go. Mm-hmm. And prong three, does the work taken as a whole lack literary, artistic, political, or scientific value? So all three of those are really subjective things, mm-hmm. right? But um, what's important there is the word community. So prong one, if the average person using contemporary community standards can look at something and judge it, right? And why is that important? Mm-hmm. Um, it's important because there's no national standard as to prurient, pur- that word. Purience? Thank you so much. <laughs> Can you say that in my voice and then we'll just dub it in? <laughs> um, uh, and or even pornography, right? The courts have yeah. declared that in trying to define pornography or obscenity, they are trying to define the sort of indefinable. Therefore, the law is, what does the local community think? And uh, that's where the legal teeth in in this concept set. Um, in 2013, Bland v. Roberts, two guys running for a sheriff's office, were uh, fired from the sheriff's office. So they were currently employed by the sheriff's office, and then they were running for election. And they were fired for liking and commenting on various Facebook posts. They appealed and won, so now Facebook likes are protected speech. Um, so this is a little bit like obscenity and pornography. It starts to get a little squishy Mm -hmm. in a private home or a private company. You have the authority to say, you're not allowed to say whatever you want. I don't like Mm -hmm. that. You can't come into my house and say whatever you want. I'll throw you out. There are consequences for your action and you can't sue me for that. Right. Same in a private company. Um, if you show up for work in a shirt that says like, fuck the police, the company can fire you. They're a private business, yeah. right? So there are consequences for speech. Um, and freedom from consequences for speech is not protected in the Constitution. Bit of a shocker, yeah. everyone. What's important here is that you cannot be jailed for your speech. That's right. the whole point of freedom of speech. But you can be socially ostracized, fired, or lose $44 billion dollars. <laughs> freedom of speech is um, there to protect the unpopular expression, the minority viewpoint. The majority viewpoint doesn't need to be protected. It's bathing in adulation in the public square. It's a minority viewpoint that needs to be protected. The sentiment behind free speech in the U.S. is if your feelings are hurt, then that's your problem. And if you're not physically harming somebody, then say what you want. Emotional harm was really never a factor in uh, in looking at free speech. 
However, mm-hmm. we are, so we shouldn't say never, but it was never that serious a factor. Uh, mm-hmm. Physical harm was the more, more serious uh, factor. But we are seeing a cultural shift where emotional harm is now being taken into legal consideration. Mm-hmm. Looking at uh, 1969, Brandenburg v. Ohio, a landmark case where Clarence Brandenburg was at a Klan rally, high Klan, mm-hmm. um, and in Ohio, shocked there, and said, we're not a revengeance organization, but if our mm-hmm. president, our Congress, and our Supreme Court continues to suppress the white Caucasian race, it's possible there might have to be some revengeance taken. <laughs> yeah. That's you, a good word, actually. It's a great word, Clarence Brandenburg. <laughs> Thanks for contributing to the Encyclopedia of Stupidity, uh, at least when it comes to grammar. Uh, so he was arrested for advocating violence, anyone. And the Klan's right for speech uh, came out of the civil rights freedom of speech protections, right? Uh, protected speech is protected speech, regardless of whether we like it or not. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, out of that uh, sprang the Skokie, Illinois march of the uh, Klan through a Jewish community in 1977. Uh, and, of course, why that's so particularly egregious Yes, it was the Klan marching through a Jewish town. Yes, today mm-hmm. that would be terrible, right? But in 1977, you had survivors from the Holocaust. Yeah, people who yeah. had living who had actually been in concentration yeah. camps. Yeah. So it's even more disgusting uh, in 1977 than we'll say perhaps it would be today. Um, in 2007, blasphemy was finally taken off of the books. You can no longer legally in the United States be jailed for blasphemy. Yeah. 1928 was the last conviction for blasphemy. Um, so this is kind of fun. There was a storefront office um, in Little Rock, Arkansas, and they had a sign up that said, evolution is true. The Bible is a lie. God is a ghost. And uh, the, the guy was arrested for blasphemy. That was the last time that happened. Wow. Um, then in recent news, as of December 9th, 2023, the ACLU has stepped forward to protect the rights of the National Rifle Association. ACLU wow. will be representing the NRA. Uh, and uh, that is a news article that is rather long, so I'll just kind of leave it at that. Uh, the ACLU says the important First Amendment issue in the case is well established. The NRA is one of the most powerful organizations in the country and has sophisticated counsel and representing the NRA directly risks enormous harm to the clients and communities the ACLU and NYCLU work with and serve. I have no, yeah, I kind of, I should read the full article, but basically... That's that. We can refer back to it. Yes. Um, well, it'll it'll be there'll be a movie about it. There'll be a mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but why I find this so helpful and hopeful um, is that you can't restrict a hateful ideology, but yeah. freedom of speech allows for it to be spoken and heard and looked at, and other people can speak up against it and refute those ideas, and so. Over time and through uh, logic, evil can be defeated. So, um, I'll keep my fingers crossed. 
I am a believer in freedom of speech. Uh, Double-edged sword, but that's okay. All right. <laughs> Let's go back to our apology. You. You, you are very welcome. Oh. Okay, let's talk about our apology. Um, so the FabFitFun team made an apology for their Go Fuck Yourself uh, discount code. And what they said was, to our FabFitFun family, first of all, we would like to express our sincere apologies for the recent ad that appeared on X. Clearly, this was a mistake, a poorly thought out attempt to participate in a viral moment through a marketing test. And for that, we take ownership and responsibility. Without defending the decision, because we don't believe it was a good one, we do want to share a bit of context. As we continue to expand our marketing channels, we decided to test ads and allocate a budget to X. One of the concepts proposed was a riff on Elon Musk's interview last week that garnered a tremendous amount of attention. However, the content and tone of the ad was out of place and out of character, and is not representative of who we are as a brand. Our goal as a company has always been to bring value and spark joy, and this ad did the opposite. We promise to do better. We are deeply appreciative of our members, partners, and employees, and grateful for your feedback, which we have taken to heart. With our sincerest apologies and deepest appreciation, Dan, Mike, and Katie. And those are the co-owners and co-founders, that is, of the FabFitFun company. So, eh, let's talk about it. Okay. Um, Was there an expression of regret? Yes. Was there an acknowledgement of what went wrong? Yes, but it was kind of an excuse. They said without defending the decision, and then they went on to defend the decision. Um, So that was a little bit iffy. And then they tried to blame it on a marketing test, which is A, bullshit, and B, um, you should have better control of your company if you're going to be doing marketing tests and accidentally making them public um, for all to see as if it were a... um, actual ad which i think it was anyway so so an explanation of what went wrong you know kind of kind of maybe um acknowledgement of responsibility yeah they didn't really try to blame anyone else for doing it um declaration of repentance yeah offer of repair well they say we promised to do better but i don't think that really counts so i'm going to say there was not really an offer of repair there and then a request for forgiveness kind of so i would really give this Oh, I don't know. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, this is a tough one. I think I'd give it a four. It's really a tough one. Unfortunately, it's tough. Um, mm-hmm. Because I want to say zero, zero, zero. But again, <laughs> that's because of the event, right? Yeah. It's a yeah. very stupid idea, right? Yeah. I, th- th- I imagine that the average consumer who is attracted to a company called FabFitFun Probably uh-huh. doesn't like the word fuck. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. I mean, general there, but it prob- probably not. And they probably don't like Nazis, is my other guess, too. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. Um, and this was just the... Uh, I like the concept. Go fuck yourself was the wrong hashtag. And advertising yeah. on X was wrong. And supporting somebody who's who... Uh, the whole discussion springs from an anti-Semitic yeah. remark or yeah, like or comment that, yeah. what you're doing really it's just well i guess using my current um flag of but it's the free exchange of ideas and it's ugly <laughs> and it's messy maybe that's further coming but um i don't think so throwing a number at it uh i agree it i'm gonna have to score it higher than i want um it's not a five uh it's not a five. yeah so uh let's call it i don't want to do a four because that's what you did. I'll give it a, <laughs> I'll give it a 
three and a half. All right. Like, it's a four. It's a four. All right. So that's a four then for both of us. And as an average, it's a four. So we're not really happy with this and we'd like them to do better. Right. And they could do better by not advertising on X again, yes. or maybe yeah. advertising on competitor platforms or, um, I don't know, uh, not supporting somebody who, a company where the founder, he's, oops, he's not the founder, he's just the CEO, the owner. The owner. So clearly vile. Yeah, just terrible. I don't know how anybody. Anyway, I don't know how anybody can support him. I just, just don't understand. I look at the CEO, who's a woman, and I think, what are you doing? The money. But That's what she's doing. Money, I money. Know. Get that money. I know it's terrible, though. Um, I mean, you've got to think that she at least agrees in some way with some part of the whole thing. But anyway, maybe the challenge speculate. attracts her. Maybe, maybe. Do you know how people date like the person who's really wrong for them? Yeah, because it's a thinking, sick puppy I'm syndrome. I'm gonna fix him. Yeah, <laughs> I'll make it better, and that somebody else can enjoy him because he'll leave Could me. Be. That's Could how be. that always goes. That is how it always goes. So, do you have an apologies expected, or a who's sorry now this oh, week? Do it's an apology expected. Let's hear and, it. And um, it's from Elon Musk. I oh ex- my god! But yeah, right. I he said Jesus something to apologize Christ. for. I can't believe it. Yeah, well, it's crazy. Um, so <laughs> crazy. Uh, somebody has okayed Alex Jones' return to Twitter. I heard Twitter. about that. Yes. Yeah. And that, uh, I guess, happened today or yesterday. Um, I think it was yesterday. But he's back today. And oh uh, Alex Jones, for oh those of you God. who don't know, you blessed lucky people, is a guy who said that Sandy Hook, uh, where which was um, a school shooting where 26 people died, most of them first graders, mm-hmm. um, was a false flag operation and actors, and he was sued by the parents of, of these real children who were murdered, um, and uh, he was thrown off of Twitter because uh, he had espoused a lot of these uh, stupid, fake, completely made up uh, uh, thoughts that he had, right, to attract listeners on Twitter. And they just kicked him off. So you get out of here with your bullshit. And they could do that because they were a privately owned company. And so mm-hmm. freedom of speech, sure. Did he go to jail for it? No, he didn't go to jail for saying mm-hmm. that Sandy Hook was like a fake thing. But, um, but he was sued, and rightfully so. Um, and I don't know where things sit with that. Anyway, uh, I imagine that with Alec Jones' return, the site will become even more a 4chan ripoff, even more a right-wing echo chamber, and mm-hmm. even more advertisers believe, and Musk will be apologizing for this in the future. It was a bad so. call. It was a bad call, and I was really disappointed to hear it. I was surprised that Alex Jones was still around. I don't think he has a radio show anymore, but maybe he does. I mean, I haven't really kept up with him. So, um, anyway, um, yeah, so my apologies expected, and it is an apologies expected this week, is uh, Ron DeSantis' wife, Casey, who encouraged Republicans nationwide to cross state lines to illegally vote in the Iowa caucus. She said, we're asking all of these moms and grandmoms to come from wherever it might be, North Carolina, South Carolina, and to descend upon the state of Iowa to be a part of the caucus. You do not have to be a resident of Iowa to be able to participate in the caucus, she said. So moms and grandmas are going to be able to come and be a part and let their voice be heard and support Ron. I don't know why she's focusing on moms and grandmas. Um, 
But anyway, that's what she said. And of course, Iowa law restricts caucus voting to legal residents of the state with photo ID and also Iowa students who live out of state who can pick where they want to vote. Um, but uh, yeah, Casey DeSantis, um, you and your stupid husband, Ron, can go fuck yourself. <laughs> 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 and I expect an apology from you. Well, we'll just wait for that one. Um, I really look forward to it. Five years in the future, all of this has played out and is behind us. I wish I could just send a message to me now and be like, uh-huh. you know, run. Yeah. Run. Leave the country worry. or don't worry. Or whatever. Exactly. Oh, I was scary. at a party Saturday, holiday party on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And um, nice group of people, uh, all walks of life. And um, so many people are talking about leaving the United States if Trump is reelected. Yeah. Yep. And so many people are talking about friends of theirs who are actively shopping for real estate in Portugal is a surprisingly uh, popular destination for Americans now. I heard that Switzerland is encouraging retirees to come. So if you retire, um, you could go to Switzerland now. I think it's easier. I I mean, hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I, uh, it is interesting. I don't want to. Uh, this sounds bad. It's not bad. It sounds stupid. Who doesn't want to live in Switzerland? Beautiful chocolate, right. candy, right. watches, great. <laughs> right? They've got like a really nice liqueur you drink on wintry days. Um, uh-huh. But there is also this thing of like, oh, I don't want to live in a foreign country in my retirement. I, know. I don't want to leave the U.S. I don't want to have to. I don't want to leave home. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm lazy. I don't want to have to learn a whole new language and a whole new culture and a whole new everything just to get just to get to just store. to buy eggs. Just Stupid to buy eggs. eggs, flugenstoppen. <laughs> Not flugenstoppen. They're eggs. Exactly. So uh, I would like very much if Trump did not win. I think uh, you should arrange for that to to not happen, Theo. Please. Well, I think our podcast does have a history of tackling large, important cultural issues. And winning. We won yes. Britney Spears Freedom. You're yes. welcome, Britney. We did. Uh, let's see. Oh, we took Matt Rife down um, hard. Did you hear what he's doing now? He has attacked some six-year-old on, on, I don't know where, Instagram or something? Uh, it was on Instagram. And yes, do tell us, because I saw that this morning and I was like, uh, you, I mean, you sent me the clip. I didn't just see yeah. it randomly on my own. <laughs> This is coming from you, but apparently his mother posted something about, um, no, what happened was Matt Reif said that Jupiter had rings and then her son, this woman's son who likes science responded on Instagram or whatever and said, you're thinking of Saturn and Matt Reif responded and it was like, Jupiter does have rings. I don't know if Jupiter has rings or not. It does. (laughs) It has rings, but Saturn is the planet that really has rings. Yeah. yeah. So Matt Rife said Jupiter does too have rings and, and uh, you're six years old and Santa Claus doesn't exist and your mom just gives you presents that she makes out of the money that she gets from OnlyFans. So, uh, Matt and the Reif, kid's six years old. This isn't like an 18 year old kid. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, Matt Rife, don't go around telling six year olds that Santa Claus doesn't exist and don't be such an asshole. I can't believe him. He's got to be um, having addiction issues. I, I can't. I, I just think. This is so okay. So I love the mother's response, which yeah. was, "Hey Matt, you clearly don't like your female fans. I'll take them. Yeah, yeah. I, I got a lot of female fans. My audience is mostly female, and so great. And I have no problem with it. I I love yeah. my female fans, right? Um, so I think she really put her finger on the 
issue with Matt issue. and that she's yeah. seeking approval from men. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. And he just keeps digging himself into a deeper and deeper hole with everything he says. There, I mean, there was a way to handle that without like being a dick yeah. about it. Um, I mean, whatever your opinions about OnlyFans, it's legal and it generates revenue for people. And I would have one if, uh, if this was 1990. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I would have. Yeah. N- I I totally sure. would. I, I mean, feed pictures are easy. Why not? So uh, would do. I would be feed. <laughs> I I I'd be getting that money. Um, so there's nothing wrong with that. Agreed. So, there is nothing wrong with that. And he used it as a way to shame uh, shame the mother, right? Yeah. Essentially calling her um, a sex worker. And I mean, sure, there's nothing wrong with sex work. Um, sure. Yeah, and so I just, Matt, really, come on, dude. You could have, like, said, oh, Jupiter recently uh, was discovered to have rings, and you didn't have to, like, be vicious about it. Right. You can respond right. to a six-year-old if you want. Right. But why? But you don't have to be a jerk about it. Who cares what tough. a six-year-old says? Yeah. So, Matt Rife, we're expecting an apology from you, too. So, uh, get on it. Well... <laughs> Get on it. It's coming, right? And then um, I forget what (laughs) else we did where we were heroic champions, but um, we've done a lot and we deserve a break. We've done a lot for America and the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. Oh, um, speaking of the world. Yes, this is this was a thing I was going to share with you. And then I totally forgot because that's how I am. Um, Speaking of the world, guess who is. 977 in podcast for comedy globally. Is it um, the dollop? It is the dollop. Are you reading the screen? <laughs> no, it's apologies accepted the podcast. No way. 977 as of December 3rd, 2023. Oh my God. Yes. We're, we broke a thousand. We are out of the hot 1000 and into <laughs> the hotter 900s. Triple digits. <laughs> That's exciting. Oh, my God. Double digits. Here we come. We just have 977 to go. I don't know. That's zero. <laughs> 900? I don't know. Anyway, that's great. So thanks for that. And I think that's it for us this week. Um, so don't trip potato chips. Stay cool cucumbers. And go fuck yourselves. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, stop listening. You win. (laughs) That's the new tagline. Go fuck yourself. Happy holidays, everybody. We love you. Bye. for listening to Apologies Accepted, the podcast. You can find links to the articles and the sources in the show notes. To submit an apology or find out more, visit us at ApologiesAccepted.net, where you can also find our merchandise. We're on Twitter at Apologies Accepted. And on Instagram at Apologies.Accepted. You can support our important work at Patreon forward slash Apologies Accepted. And fuck Facebook. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>